Welcome back in team. Apparently that song gets played a lot at Mystics trainings, uh, Captain K tells me, and someone who had a lot of Mystics trainings. Uh, very recent former Silver Fern, part of a wonderful commentary team, bringing us the Constellation Cup coverage. Sulu Fitzpatrick joins us now. Sulu, welcome and good afternoon. Afternoon. Thank you for having me. 50-40, then 55-46, very same, same. Um... And uh, sort of an umbrella view, why are they nine or ten points better than us at the moment, Sulu? Oh, um, umbrella, um, <laughs> they're world class, um, consistent, um, and they, their attacking and defensive game plan is, is, is working. And we, I think we're just... Uh, up and down, uh, we're 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 on some quarters and some quarters we're not, mm. um, and they'll punish us. So, I think it's it's a probably a fair reflection of where we sit at the moment. Um, and um, I definitely think we need to start exploring potentially other ways of thinking or seeing seeing things, um, because what we're doing consistently potentially isn't isn't um, getting the results against them. Just watching it, Sulu, I sort of feel like they're 5% better than us in every area, and that only equates to like two points a quarter, roughly two, two and a half points a quarter. So so we're not far off, and I think a 10-point loss looks big, but it's not really, is it? No, and I think that's that's part of elite sport or high-performance sport is that it is those small margins, um, but also... We like to win. <laughs> We're competitive as a nation, and we like to, um, uh, yeah, we like to to get the job done. So I do think it's worth exploring. Um, if if that is the case, what are we doing every quarter to to bridge that gap? Um, so I'm very excited to see how they um, potentially rethink or um, uh, do things uh, this weekend. Just looking at last night's game by quarter, um, now Grayson Wickey started the second, or played the second and fourth quarters. She didn't play the first and third quarters. First and third quarters, when she wasn't on the court, uh, Australia beat us by nine. Second and fourth quarters, when she was on the court, it was dead even. Now, I'm not saying it's all about Grace, but I just feel like when she's on the court... We have a lot more unencumbered midcourt. They just seem to, I don't know, is, is the trust factor gone up that, that Grace is there? Because they seem to find her quite easily. Yeah, definitely the trust. And I, um, like Grace has proven herself to be world class, even though she's so young. Mm. And so when you have that sort of um, anchor at the back, there's probably a, a subconscious level of um trust to, to put the ball I think there's a bit more care put put on the feet when it is Amelia because they know she's young and it's like her first experience against the Diamonds so understandably uh, but also the work that has to then happen around Amelia the workload probably goes up for the players that are on but when Grace is on potentially some of those players can just focus on doing their own job um, so it'll be interesting to see if Grace gets more time um, this weekend because um, I do think she makes a difference for them in terms of the stability down that attack end. Um, but, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> and I think we saw also, like, Amelia Wormsley is definitely a project worth persevering with. She's going to get better and better. She's, she's sort of like Grace was two years ago. But f- for me, when Grace wasn't 
available uh, with her return from injury. We saw the difference height can make when we had either Amelia or Maya Wilson in the circle. D- does our attacking flow suit um, finding a taller attacker than, unfortunately, um, Maya is? Yeah, I definitely think that size is a factor or a strength, especially now that you look at the likes of potentially uh, um, Jamaica with Janelle, but also all those tall timbers over in the Suncorp competition. Mm. Um, So that's definitely a style that seems to be quite dominant. But also when you look at um, Australia who won the World Cup, I wouldn't say that their shooters are very tall at all. Um, in the if you you know if you're comparing, but what they did is they have a, a moving circle and so they they utilise the ball speed. I'm not sure if we uh, we are able to deliver that skill set consistently, which is probably hurts Maya's skill uh, strength because. Um, when you don't have a tool in there that you can lob the ball in, you've got to use the ball speed and the angle to work it around. Um, and so we've struggled a bit with that over the, potentially the last couple of years when we don't have Grace on. Um, so I, don't, I wouldn't say it's Maya herself, but it's our ability to play that sort of style um, as a whole. Yeah, I almost feel like Maya is better suited to the attack um, if she was on the end of the Australian attack because their passing's fast, it's crisp, it's accurate and they just seem to find a way into a circle regardless of height of shooter. Yeah, definitely. Like when At her best, she's unstoppable. I've played Maya for years but it, it, it requires a certain ga- uh, game style which is that ball speed that, that Australia has. Um, potentially, uh, like a lot of people say that... Um, you know, players like Peter, they, they just feed the lob. But actually, she's, uh, if you know her, the skill set she has is, is ball speed. She she loves to make defence look bad and to work the ball around and use that ball speed. And so does Mila and Anna Whitney. Um, but it's it's whether that combination can, can do that. And, and, and that combination is quite young with Maddie and, um, Maddie and Mila, so it'll take time. Um, to build those connections and potentially it may get better um, as they progress through the concept. Yeah, and I sort of was talking about um, Mila, just a wonderful athlete, very rapid, but I just feel like her game went to another level when Grace was on there, but it's because it's a familiar target, I don't know. But I want to talk to you about the defensive end, which was your area of your career. We've got Phoenix, Kelly, Jane and Karen, all very, very different. Do we need to settle on a two um, for 80% of our minutes going forward because no one sort of knows what our best defensive combination is. Yeah, and, and it's hard because it, it just depends on like the opposition. Like you saw um, for against England, there was a, like Phoenix and Kelly, that combination uh, potentially worked quite well, but it, it depends on who you're playing. So I, I'm of the belief that you... I'm I'm all for mixing um, mixing combinations during a game, uh, depending on the flow of the game. You see someone like Australia, they do it quite seamlessly, depending on on what's going on in real time. Um, so I, I'm I'm all for that if that's how Knowles wants to do it. It's just then uh, when players come on, are they able to bring that strength consistently, um, and then the timing of it. Um, but yeah, I have no problem with switching during games. You see it in sports like rugby. Uh, a lot of 
players know when their time or block of time is that they're on to make impact and then the next player's ready. So the next match is scheduled for Invercargill and I don't want to preempt, but I'd imagine there'll be uh, a remembrance of the great uh, netball stalwart down there, Robbie. Um, it's, it's a bit of a spiritual home of netball down there in Invercargill, isn't it? What will it mean to the Silver Ferns to go and, and try and right a listing ship down there um, against Australia? Uh, they're back against the wall and I, I have no doubt there's a lot of pressure on them and they they have high expectations. I know that they want to go out there and perform uh, for the pride and the manner of the batteries but also for uh, someone like Robbie who was a stall of not just uh, Nepal New Zealand but also specifically in, in Invercargill. Anyone that's played there knows that's a fortress. Nobody likes to play there. So uh, I think that that spirit and that... Um, that meaning will will lift the silver ferns um, in Invercargill and uh, inspire them to perform the best they can. Finally, Sulu, um, how's the kids? How's family life? How's not having to train and strap your ankles every day? I honestly love it. I do not regret the decision one bit. <laughs> <laughs> I am thanking the Lord that I made the choice. Um, and you just got to know when it's your time and it was well and truly my time to step out. <laughs> They don't miss me at all on the court, so um, I'm very happy to to watch from the side and and see the girls do their thing. And I know I know things will get better. It'll just take time. I feel like like you might not think so, but I'm pretty sure the girls miss Sulu Fitzpatrick barking at them from the defensive <laughs> end where they need to be and they need to lift. <laughs> no. Yeah, but but see that voice you can you can miss that and that voice can still be there on the sideline. You don't need it on the court. <laughs> Long may it be there too, Sulu. Hey, uh, great chatting today. Uh, keep going. I'm enjoying your commentary, enjoying your insights, and um, appreciate you chatting to us today. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. Sulu Fitzpatrick there, one of the best uh, defenders and just such a crucial, important component she was as a team member of that Silver Ferns, a real a real mentor to many youngsters, and I'm so pleased to hear that she's enjoying retirement now. So um, Sulu Fitzpatrick, great to catch up with her. Right, we shall take our break. Uh, on the other side, a big weekend of MPC rugby. Um, well done, West Coast, eh? Well done, West Coast. First ever title. 100 and something years. Um, so we'll celebrate a little bit of Heartland. We'll talk about the MPC semis and we'll preview the big final. Jeff McTainch from Sky Sport after this.